Welcome to Cracking On with Lily and Laura. Frank, honest conversations with our beautiful community about how they crack on. We are really dedicated to finding new ways of how to look after ourselves. So join us as we take a deep delve into how we can all look after our minds. Welcome to this week's episode of Cracking On with Lily and Laura. I'm Laura. And I'm Lily. Welcome. Hey, Lily. Hey, Laura. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm really, really good. Oh, that's good to hear. We had a really good chat, didn't we, today? We had a brilliant chat, yeah. So we met a chap called Sam Willett. And I think quite a few of you might know him because he's a little bit of a local legend. Took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) He's a great guy. And we had a really good conversation about how his life has, well, it's transformed in many ways from the sense that he used to do a sort of 60 hour week of football and managing a bar amongst other things. And he's not doing either of those things now. So we talked about, you know, how he's filling his time and how he's looking after himself. Yeah, and we were really grateful because he was really open and honest Mm. about all of that. Yeah, he was very cool. It was really nice to meet him. Yeah, and um, he mentioned also about his sea swimming, which I find super interesting. And yeah, and he speaks about his comedy that he does, which is on his Facebook page, Sam Will Joke. Sam Will Joke. If you haven't seen it, check it out. You've got to see it. You've got to see it. He's on Instagram as well. Yes, Sam Will Joke on Instagram as well. I've got a little fact about laughing lily do you want to hear it yes i'd love to hear it (laughs) did you know that humans laughed before they spoke some scientists believe that laughter was used as a way for humans to relate to one another millions of years before they developed the lung strength for language wow (laughs) and study after study shows that laughter really is the best medicine so it oh yeah, no, that's no, that's a bit rubbish. Sorry, we'll have to start again. My <laughs> <laughs> brain fell out and I couldn't, I couldn't read what I was reading at all. I suddenly went, "What the hell have I written?" I should have read that. I um, you just helped my health then. Did you hear that laugh? <laughs> that's what I'm here for, Lil. Because the reason I helped your health is because laughter improves the function of blood vessels and increased blood flow, which improves immunity, helps regulate blood sugar levels and improves your sleep. Did you hear that, people? Yeah. Improves your sleep. <laughs> there you go. Get your friends who are silly because yeah. it will improve your sleep and help your blood sugar levels and the rest of it. Yeah. So you heard it here, people. Yeah. Help. So t- also stay tuned because we do have some laughs in this podcast. Some little laughs. Anyway, shall we uh, crack on and hear the interview? I think that's a great idea. Welcome, comedian, county league footballer and pub Uh manager, Sam Willett. Here he is. The county league footballer. Wow, (laughs) that is... It, it sounds as exotic as in what it is, don't worry. <laughs> what, does it, what does it actually mean? I know nothing Yeah, about, I don't know what that what means. What does it actually mean? It means you basically drive around the whole county to tiny little grounds playing football in the cold, wet, wind, <laughs> rain, and then spend a bit of pocket money if you're lucky to get paid on a few beers and that's it really. But yeah, and I really miss it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, sounds fun. It's exactly that. <laughs> oh. Sounds like a good setup. It, it sounds does. like a good setup. It is good. It is very fun. 
Yeah. Really, really good to see you, Sam. So good to Thank see you. Thank you, and you guys. You Thanks. look well. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. I know we're on an audio uh, system, but I can see you both look very well. So we look good. like a couple of backstage sort of stage managers or something. <laughs> very professional. <laughs> Where's my clipboard? Where's my clipboard? Yeah. Where's my high-vis? <laughs> no, I thought uh, I'd go like business on top and then just joggers because I don't think I've worn jeans this year yet. I'm just, I'm over them. Done with jeans. Well, I think when one puts a jean back on after this debacle of, you know, whatever's going on, it's a bit of a shock. I put some jeans on the other <laughs> and be like, I d- oh, no, 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 no. no. Elasticated yeah. waist. That's what around. I was going to say, elasticated <laughs> waistband. That's what we need. Might have to join you on that one. Yeah, there's going to be an upsale in elasticated oh, waistbands. Yeah. <laughs> how's your How's your day-to-day treating you? It's been all right. I didn't... Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one today. I kind of got up in the hope of that it was going to be nice and crisp and dry, and it's a bit windy and breezy. So I went to go down to the seafront to get in the sea, but it was just a bit too choppy down there today. So I thought I'm not not risking. I mean, sorry, hang on, just what? Back up a minute. It's like, (laughs) but it's minus minus something. You you still get in the sea? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got in yesterday, um, and it was it was it's that weird crazy kind of thing it's like i'm kind of obviously getting used to it a little bit but it was very cold but it's more it's that thing when you're in it and then once you actually stand up you want to just get back straight down it's actually probably warmer in the sea than it is probably out of the sea but yeah do you have to do any kind of psychological prep for getting yeah so i've spent the start of this year um doing breathing exercises alongside it there is a guy called wim hoff who's amazing and charismatic and fun and done loads of videos and stuff like that and he's got his whole Wim Hof method so I'm not like fully committed into that way of way of things at the minute um but I'm certainly doing the breathing exercises so there is kind of it's just ways of controlling your breath and Mm. um so once you are in that cold water you can kind of just control it and you just feel instantly more relaxed and you just forget about the cold and stuff so yeah there's a bit of things but yeah I'm I'm really impressed impressed as well so do you focus on your breathing when you're in the sea for the first for the first bit that initial thing when you're in it and you're like like breathing like that i just i managed to kind of now just get down into this control of it and then once i'm that it's it's kind of you just float around in the in the sea it's really nice so yeah if if (laughs) people haven't heard of wim hof or the wim hof method it's worth a google because he's quite fascinating he does things like you know climbs up Everest in his pants and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he there is an element of he is not superhuman as such, and I don't think I'm ever going to want to get to that level because it's not pragmatic for what I do day to day. But like, Mm. yeah, (laughs) it's nice taking elements of people like that, and and he's yeah, it's really worth a watch his vices and uh, YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah, so that's apparently extremely good for your immune system. Yeah, I mean that that's it. It's it's kind of the first reason why I've done it was because the um, like inflammation on my joints just for like after running and stuff and then I was like okay let's look even further into it and then it's benefiting stress and anxiety your immune system reproduces white blood cells and it's for me personally it's got that one-to-one battle um, which something I've missed out of football and not being at work is I need to have that kind of one and one battle with my own head of like right i'm achieving this today and that's been a massive tick of it for me as well so yeah there's so many benefits for it i mean it's not like gospel and it's not like the be all and end all but 
for me personally, it's it's helped massively. I find it absolutely fascinating. So do I. I kind of almost want. What would you give a bit of advice to somebody who's never done? Because I'm I I barely go in the sea when it's boiling. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't like uh, walking on stones. That's the first thing. But that's just a pathetic excuse, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, sliders would be that one. <laughs> that, that should that would tick that box. Um, <laughs> no, I think um, I would say the. F- the first thing to to really do is kind of is the breathing exercises and mm. just like cold shower. So like have your normal shower and then just build up with 20 seconds at the end of it to slowly go from warm to cold and just get that on you. So did um, you do the, sh- like, did you tr- sort of train with the showers before you went into the city? I went the, the other way. I started the new year, sort of saw a few people getting in and then I was like, oh, I quite like the idea of, cold water stuff so I just but I just went in like I didn't I had mm. my Under Armour stuff on and just thought oh, I'll just go in what's you know and then I was like oh, okay I really need to actually work on yeah. something here because that's not and then just start doing the breathing exercises before bed and then the cold showers and slowly but surely and now I just kind of go in in a pair of shorts and some gloves just because I pre- want to protect my hands because you have to be a bit careful with the cold water and hands and stuff and the second I would say if you've never done it before yeah practice with cold water probably go with someone just mm. from a safety point of view um, mm. which is always good and then just make sure you've got enough dry clothes straight after but that's probably when the the battle sort of starts as well when you're out it's like right how quickly can I get wet clothes off and dry clothes mm. back on and stuff so Amazing. but then once once you have done that feeling, I yesterday I went and I I must have walked across from the old town afterwards, like just floated. I was so ha- happy and oh, so much that. energy and like it felt like I'd done ten coffee shots, you know. And mm. I was just like, this is like incredible. Like you just you have such a and it's free as well, which is a massive thing. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's, it's literally there um, in the mm. sea. So yeah, I would I would say it's worth doing, even if you just do your cold showers and stuff like that. It's, mm. You'll see the benefits of it. But it's one of those things. It's like when someone tries to recommend the Netflix series, they're like, yeah, 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 <laughs> okay, yeah, so I'll give it a go. And then, yeah. and then like, you have to discover it on yourself a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's that it's really good to have like some solid advice for it as well because I've been so tempted and keep looking at people doing it and mm. really envying it. But I know I'd just be completely naive and just, yeah, like you did, just jump straight in and then be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm never, never doing, doing that, that again. again. <laughs> no, that's it. It was, a, it was, yeah, you can see why people would do it and then not want to carry it on or whatever. But it's, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, you guys, there's no like along the seafront, there's groups that do it and like they, they swear by it every day. All ages, kind of all backgrounds and just jumping in there. And I'm thinking, well, that must be doing some some good so yeah yeah, yeah that amazing that support as well i think if you're doing something yeah, like that you're yeah. really putting yourself out of your comfort zone and then to have people around you doing the same thing i think is really important so lots of people probably listening to this know you sam for your samuel joke facebook page yeah yeah, yeah, they they probably would have seen seen me trying to be funny or just <laughs> messing around. How did it come about? Um, so years ago, I was I was doing a lot of videos just on my own personal page, and then I kind of thought, well, you know, maybe it's not for everyone to see. So like, I just made a separate page for it, and then I can kind of not you know distance myself from my personal page where um, I was doing doing other bits and bobs. So just started making videos and then kind of 
fortunately teamed up with my granddad who was living with us and we just some somehow or this chemistry just clicked where we because we spent so much time to, with each other I could predict I knew what to say for him to get a response or vice versa and then we just done a few videos and then we done one video that just blew up like it was one of the ones that I didn't even think about too much and then that went viral and has been seen sort of like I don't know 12 million times on Facebook or something like that or something stupid and then yeah then it just carried on from there then I went for a real low period with it stopped doing it didn't want to do it and now kind of have come at it with a different kind of approach and it's been been a lot lot better for me really one of your characters goes sea swimming as well don't they? <laughs> oh yeah that's um that's quite that that's day. a good one he's a um a little bit of a plight on the um St Leonard's filths or failed in London tried Hastings kind of thing but you know it's only tongue-in-cheek like, I take the mickey out of myself in those sort of things as well because I'm really guilty of a lot of that stuff well, there's so. a little bit of all of us in all of them isn't there yeah which is why I think they they work really well yeah that I think that's because that I try and do my style basically on on what I see kind of and, and working in a pub is just giving me endless material on that and often go out for walks on my own and just sit there. And I used to work in a train station and work in like a coffee shack and would just watch and imitate and do impressions and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just kind of um, always just sort of talk about what I notice and take the mickey out of what I notice, really. Because so. we're kind of, some of those sketches are really funny about, you know, the kind of things that customers come up and say to you in the pub, you know, the whole scotch, yeah, scotch that, egg thing. That's, that's definitely like a form of therapy as well. And people that have worked in the industry will know that they've seen their own millions of types of these sort of people. Mm -hmm. And you can't blame, blame some people, but it's some of the stuff that we've put up with. It's just hilarious. And if you don't laugh at it, you end up getting a bit annoyed about it and stuff. So we just end up, I mean, in the Albion, we had a section where um, one of our workers, um, she, she kind of done like a whole comic book, and it was it was only it was it was hidden off sort of public view, which was important. But it was <laughs> it was this sort of way of therapy of just kind of like right, let's sketch something out. The same ones generally just ask me for this or something like that. So yeah, it's it's quite funny taking the Mickey out of the uh, work um, customers at times. Are you missing it at all? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, missing. I miss the stress, like which is weird. Like, I I know you shouldn't be. I think you should be stressed at sometimes because I think if you are have got an element of stress in your life, it means you care about something. And like I, I used to kind of get stressed because I cared so much about the little things and stuff in the job. But I I really miss the um, the work. I don't miss some of the stuff, obviously from last year, obviously the mm -hmm. but the rules and stuff. But um, yeah, give me like a four deep at the bar just running around laughing oh, it's been a know. while isn't yeah. it since four deep yeah. at the bar i um i think what you said about stress is is interesting because it's kind of like a form of distraction and mm. that's what it is i think when you say stress you miss the stress it's like i miss just being completely immersed in being completely run off my feet and I don't have to think about anything personal I don't have to think about myself <laughs> I can just think that about these pies or this pint and why hasn't that person got that thing and I think that's what it is it's like the distraction definitely is I think I, I miss because I think it's, it's important to be able to put a mask on sometimes and forget about your other other stuff going on in life because I think you, know, you do a, it is a job at the end of the day for me as well you know and I don't I'm not saying that you shouldn't address what's going on in your personal life but sometimes it can you you feel good 
sort of putting on your mask and working, not your actual mask, but your sort of <laughs> yeah. motor mask. And then suddenly you could be in a different mood and working with the people we get to work with or, and speak to or the customers, they can say something that will instantly make you feel happy and then for, might even apply it to your own personal life afterwards or something like that, you know. And I, I do miss that that distraction stress, you're right. You know, I do miss the organisation, the planning, and then suddenly executing that plan. I miss that bit, really. Mm. I wonder it, what it will... Because, I mean, none of us ever know, do we? But just sort of thinking about the way you sort of described that, I really do miss that kind of four deep at the bar. I mean, that's been a really long time since that's mm. happened. That's been, yeah, yeah, that's that's near been a enough year. a year really now, yeah. Can you um, can you see a future for kind of you as a as a bar manager or what might that look like or what do I people think, in the trade think? I, you know, I think if you've got to kind of hope that it will. I think... I think um, it, we'll probably copy a similar kind of route to what we had last summer which was you know manageable it was still as long as people can just get out and and have a good time but i can't see the um sort of hustle and bustle and packed out over over sort of attendance sort of stuff for probably next year maybe but even still people's um attitudes are going to be so different you're going to get one person that's going to be really ready to hug someone and push through a crowd you're going to get someone that doesn't but then is still allowed to come and watch an event or something like that. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm kind of dreading that, a little bit anxious about that kind of thing, mm. you know, but I'm, I'm hoping hoping it does come back, yeah, so especially for this town. Yeah, and I guess your life, Sam, has changed an awful lot in a way, isn't it? Because you were obviously managing a very busy pub, you were mm. playing football, both of those things have completely stopped, and those are two yeah. major kind of parts of how you live really aren't they 100 percent. i mean i was thinking about earlier i do my kind of normal working week and then i've for since i was about 16 i always had sort of the football going on and it, it was good because the football allowed me to be a person that i couldn't be at work which you know you should always, i know people always say you know oh, you should be yourself but it's like i can't if i was like i was at football like i was at work then i wouldn't have a job so like, it's <laughs> because of the you know the um, the more relaxed atmosphere and the physical kind of stuff we do at, work, at football and that. And, yeah, massively miss everything that goes with, with the football, really. I think it's, to some people, it's just kicking the ball around. To me, it wasn't. It would be the, it starts on, a, like, a, the Friday night for, for me, you know, and that's when you start thinking about it. And then the, the journeys to the grounds when we could have five in the back in a car, like, all bunched up, like, someone especially when we were younger when someone's just passed their driving test and you're just like in the back of this kind of tiny car driving and <laughs> you're getting it up on your maps and you know all that sort of stuff so yeah massively missing that kind of part of my life because it was the football and work would be kind of 60 hours of my week probably and to have that completely go I've kind of got quite a lot of time to fill <laughs> 60 hours what you mentioned as well like you can't be that person at work it's you you really are missing so many different parts of yourself that you're not mm. being able to express anymore. And that's that's really tough. And I think it's, for me as well, really important to be open about that. You know, we can only be certain parts of ourselves at the moment. And it's like, how do we sort of deal with that? 100% agree with that one. Because I took a slight sabbatical out of football two years ago. I think I stopped playing for maybe sort of five, six months. Um, and then eventually the season finished early because of everything going on anyway. But I I didn't like what I was becoming when that stopped. And that the only reason why I could put a finger on it was that I didn't have that outlet of, of football. And then, mm. um, and also then it stops me drinking a lot more and 
going out late and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, that's just what comes with being sort of playing football at a, an okay level sort of thing is that discipline with it. And then I just really missed that that outlet. And then that's what I probably found with the running and this cold water as well, that it's kind of is that competitive thing with myself, which I haven't, I can't do without kind of thing. I don't know. There must be something in my brain that wants to kind of always be competitive about that sort of thing. And then I've just found myself without football, a lot more angry, um, a lot more kind of not caring about myself physically as in drinking and diet and stuff. And then football comes back in and it kind of gives me structure. And I think that's the biggest thing that probably a lot of people are missing at the minute is that structure of, because we are all kind of animals at that sense of we like very routine and stuff, but um, yeah, massively missing that side of it. And the discipline element of it as well. And the camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah, must oh, be missing your mates, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, I mean, there was a game I think we played at the start of this season, and it was my first one where it had been like a you know, something last minute had happened. We'd won the game in the last minute or something like that, and walking off again, that feeling of walking floating kind of thing was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is why I came back into <laughs> into it because it was just yeah, it's amazing. And then that's why I need to separate it as well because I remember a few times I'd play on the Saturday and go to work. And if we had something bad had happened at football, God, I, I was, I wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be near me for the first hour of work, sort of thing. It was awful. I'm like something bad. Like when you say something bad, you mean you lost, lost a game or just lost? Yeah, right. no, nothing. Okay, nothing, nothing like, life or not death, broken honestly. leg or anything. Yeah, <laughs> just nah, lost. no, just lost, just lost, or, or even won and not been happy with the way we've won or whatever. Like it's, you know, it wasn't good. Whereas going straight into work was not always a good idea. It'd take mm. a while to, you know. It's always fasc- you, no. it's fascinating football because I'm not I'm, I haven't grown up with football so I don't have mm. a very sort of strong connection to it, but I do live with some um, people that love football and just I think quite honestly there's a little bit of me that's sort of quite envious of it but in the sense that the amount of kind of camaraderie belonging mm. that sort of the tribal element of being part of something that's so much bigger than you you know it's 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 huge isn't it football for a lot of people massively and it, it only kind of gets bigger as well when you get to um, sort of my age really because when you're 16, 17 and you move into men's football which is what I did being around that dressing room at that time at 16, 15, 16 in a different generation of of everything you know no mobile phones out at the, there was just nothing like that it was all just amongst each other and then the older you get the bigger picture opens up and you realise like the volunteering that goes into a football club at my level and you start thinking, oh, you know, wow, like this matters to not just me, it matters to a lot more people. That's why I kind of feel the burden of of being disciplined and giving it all because I'm thinking, well, these people are paying money to, albeit whatever it costs to watch us. I'm like, the least, very least we can do is, 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 is you know, work hard or put on a show for them as such, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of been the biggest thing as well with the COVID thing is missing out and, you know, not seeing the same faces and the regulars and the, fans and all that sort of stuff so yeah there's definitely a bigger picture the older you get and the more involved you get into a football club as well like I am now you start seeing every penny matters and the knock-on effects of of xyz and what effect it has on just the volunteers even you know the beautiful game yeah and there's (laughs) there's so much passion between everybody I've only ever been to um, a Hastings United game 
Um, I've never been to like a big stadium, but even that, seeing all, everybody cheering and the excitement and supporting a team, there, yeah, there's so much passion with that, and and that's really, yeah, that's really difficult to not have anymore. Yeah, ma- massively, and that's why it's. I always get really angry and upset when someone says, you know, oh, it's only football, and I'm like, oh yeah, but that's that's kind of easy for someone to say when they've not been involved in it. I mean, you're talking about a sport that affects millions, and I'm not saying it's the be-all and end-all, but mm-hmm. for some people, it's a massive part of their, you know, they could work a job that they might not enjoy, but they might work that job purely to be able to go to the match on Saturday or whatever, and it makes and breaks people weak. And then, yeah, I mean, some of the videos you get to see of when it's a kid's first football match and they walk out, and they see like sixty thousand people. It's, it's, yeah, it's you can't. I think it's something that's probably in, from a child as well. You know, growing mm, up. Yeah, I think I got that it, sense. You know. There's a lot of nostalgia and connection to family and memories mm. of you know perhaps somebody went with their granddad or something like that. You yeah, know, there's a lot. There's a lot yeah. to it. So how I guess is the big question: How have you kind of replaced that for now? Hey, um, yeah, I mean, obviously that that whole kind of thing is is a little bit irreplaceable but i've i've definitely found something else with it and the cold water and the running just exercise really like and that one-to-one thing is kind of been my outlet even if it's just like a heavy long walk it's the same kind of same same effect really i just think um as long as i get out once a day or run a few times a week then that that seems to tick the box. And then this is where the cold water massively has just replaced all of that. Cause it's kind of like yesterday I was kind of feeling a bit, bit kind of glum and not too sure what to do with the week. And then kind of was like, Oh, let's get, let's go for it. And then cut in, got out and I was like a different person for the rest of the day and night, you know, it's just amazing how, how simple something like that can do. And then I will carry that on for sure. Even when the football's back, you know, and the work's back and stuff like that, I'll make sure to take, take this time for myself which has been the biggest lesson throughout lockdown really is to use actually use the positives of taking the time that we have out of all these things to focus on me which you know isn't selfish it probably used to think it was selfish but it isn't like there's no harm in you know looking at yourself and recognizing what makes you upset what what makes you angry what makes you anxious and then working your way back from that and kind of understanding yourself a little bit which is kind of what I've done really so I think that's beautifully put yeah and what you've kind of summarized I suppose because we talk a lot about the term mental health and health Mm. and physical health and and that we find sometimes terms problematic because quite often if you say you know still for people if you say mental health people hear mental illness which Mm. is which it's not you know there's two completely different things there you know we and and I think it's it's just sort of good to keep having these conversations around, you know, how do people look at their own state of being, I suppose. I don't even want to say mm. well-being because yeah. that's, that's a term that's kind of overused as well. Yeah. So it's it's like we're going to have to keep reinventing different terms. I yeah, think. And, and then seeing it and not as a selfish act, like you mm. say, and how it is actually just a priority and and how do we change the stigma on that yeah and i think i think the biggest thing is that for years people have looked after their physical health they've seen all of the all the sort of science behind looking after their physical health and, and what benefits that do is you know and it's like no different i always have always had this thing about treating my so it's weird but i just treat my basically treat myself as a car 
So I look at like fuel, even the way I diet, I eat because I want to be active and like use that as fuel. You know, sometimes you need an MOT and go and have a spa day. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Like, and, Amen. Um, <laughs> and sometimes you need a good, no, I won't go there. Uh, the, uh, it's just kind of like looking at yourself as, as something and looking after yourself. And if that means kind of find, you've got to find your own way of, how you do it and my way of doing it has been to use this reset kind of uh, system that's been working really well and yeah I think you just it's being more aware of it and as you say mental health is I think it's just normalizing which is probably one of the worst words I hate that new normalizing thing because I just think we should just talk about it you know it's mm. not and just being being understanding especially as a guy like in their mid twenties and that in late late twenties, Jesus, it's You've okay. Aged since you of, last checked, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, you, it's kind of just being aware of it and talking about it is, and and uh, being in a situation where you know you're not going to have any judgment for that. I think that's kind of the one thing that we we, we are slowly but surely creeping towards. And you know, I, I get this kind of annoyance that when, especially a, a lot of football clubs, will talk about mental health after say sadly like a supporter of theirs has taken their own life or something like that which is awful and it does happen but then they will say use that to then say check on your mates and stuff like that and i'm like well surely we've got to start being a bit more proactive with it and being on the front foot with it and talking first rather than you know waiting for something awful to happen and then going oh yeah check in with your mates it's like well mm. no, let's be let's be active with that and kind of continue to do it in i think that's been the biggest thing that we've we've looked at as a group of mates is kind of to take we have these group chats you know like everyone does but actually kind of having sometimes a conversation out of the group chat one-to-one with someone you know makes a bit of a difference as well yeah and I, I think what you what you said about treating yourself like a car there's actually some really good things in that you know <laughs> mental and physical health are always segregated and really they should be seen as the same thing in a way and they need to be blended because you know the more you look after your physical health your mind will hopefully go with that and I think yeah I just I think we especially in football as well we need to have those conversations you know we're doing we're playing sport because yeah we love it and it's great fun and it gives us all these endorphins but you know that's helping look after our minds as well yeah and and it is it is like a knock-on effect as such and that's where like with the running, it's it's kind of yeah. I, with the physical side of it's great, and you know it helps me keep fit and keeps my lungs good and whatnot. And but the actual kind of therapy side of it is is the why I do it as well. Is that, you know running three times a week, and I'm not very I'm not not one to be able to do yoga and meditate. I'm not not that not yet anyway. And who knows? Um, but running on my own with some headphones or whatever is the only time that I will sit and take sort of half an hour, forty five minutes to talk to myself and focus on on me and that's kind of where i think the physical exercise is good as well you know and that's where i use it the term therapy because it's kind of it is the only time i'm in my own head talking through things being logical about things and then after you've done it you run if you, you feel like oh great i can eat mm. a pack of bourbons as well and not feel too guilty about it yes <laughs> and you you touched on it a little bit when you were saying about the kind of focus on yourself not being selfish and this is a subject we've talked about a lot about this this kind of guilt element I suppose that we can inflict on ourselves that's I think been compounded by the lockdown in the sense that 
we're all having very, very individual experiences of this lockdown depending on your circumstances. So somebody who is a single parent with four children to home educate is a whole different, you know, experience to somebody who perhaps lives on their own and might feel okay or might feel isolated. Do you know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, there's a, there's I think I saw, you know, I saw something about, you know, we're all in this together and I'm like, mm. oh, it's a little bit different than that. And yeah. I mean, like, you've got... <laughs> it's, um, yeah. But that's why when I do talk about what I do and um, what helps me is to not necessarily like preach and say this is mm. the answer because, you know, everyone's different, you know, and not people physically, mentally are all in different places. But I just kind of think the best way to simplify it is to kind of is to go right back to basics and, and yeah, like just focus on yourself and be selfish in that way, but then look at, what makes you feel this way and I think there's a difference mm. of kind of some people will go oh, I feel rubbish today and it's kind of let's break it down why you feel rubbish are you spending too much time on your phone or are you you know not eating well or whatever mm. like it's it's kind of just taking that time to to think about and be a bit selfish in that way I think not putting the right petrol in your car I actually did that not long ago. I put diesel in my car when I should have put petrol. <laughs> Doesn't work. Same with humans, though. You've got to put the right petrol in because we're all different. We're all Indeed. different. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, what what I get a sense of from you as well, though, Sam, is you have a lot of kind of resilience and I think putting out some of your comedy stuff, which you've been doing a fair bit of recently as well. So like, I want to know where do you where do you get that from? Where do you get either your sort of like comedy gene? Is it a gene or this sort of natural resilience, because I sort of get the impression you're very resilient. It's, there's a, there is a trait amongst younger siblings that they're often the performer type because they're either told by their older brothers and sisters to do stuff when they're growing up. True. That's a massive True. True. Yeah, I'm youngest as well. Um, <laughs> so, like, growing up with, with an older brother and sister that we have this very strange sense of humour, and, you know, it's definitely a part of that. And I think as well, I grew up, as a younger sort of child, I, you know, very quickly did my brother move to Brighton. Very quickly, my sister moved away. My dad's in London all week, so it was suddenly me and me and mum here. And then often, you know, obviously being a teenager, I'd like you kind of grow away from sitting and watching telly with your mum or whatever. So I would just take myself off and make my own sort of comedy up and evenings up, and I still do that now. And then now I just capture it. You know, I I will without a camera being in my room, I will sit in my room for an hour doing voices or doing characters or even when I have a shave or something like that, it will be in some sort of character or, or something. And then that, that, that's kind of where it started, really. It was just that now I just film a bit of it and some of it's quite funny, some of it's probably not. But I come at it with a different angle now is that I used to be really anxious and worried about it and now I just do it. And if people don't like it, I'm like, uh, well... I love that mm. attitude so much. Mm. I think you can take that. All of us can take that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just see it as not take yourself too seriously. And you know, when you are getting ready in the mirror, don't be going, oh, I'm, you know, oh, my eyeliner doesn't look right today. Actually go, ah, this is really funny. And just like making a lot, <laughs> like just making a laugh out of it. Put your favorite song on having a dance. And, you know, yeah, just expressing yourself in that way. And it doesn't have to be for a means to an end. It can just be you expressing yourself and having a laugh. Well, and I like the fact that, I mean, because I can remember as a kid looking at, at an imaginary camera when I was making a cup of tea. I used to do <laughs> yes. that a lot. There wasn't a lot to do in the 70s and 80s. But but now the difference is, is that you're actually filming it and putting it out there and mm. you're getting a huge response because you've got a lot of followers and a, you know, a big fan base. 
Yeah, it's it's um it's kind of st- getting back onto it is is has been quite good for the um for the Facebook page especially you know it keeps growing and then the Instagram saying was that I bought in separately as well because you could do sort of more little things and stuff like that with it and yeah I just kind of use it as a platform now as to it's just to kind of play around with it and the first sort of stuff you I was doing you get a bit of either a viral video or something like that and then you spend ages trying to work on why and you know I need to reach that again and then afterwards I just kind of do it for my own benefit now of com- like releasing a bit of comedy and I love the process of video in it and looking at it and editing it and being annoyed with it but it's <laughs> it's kind of everything that I do on it is kind of a bit it's well thought out but it's quite funny that you know a 15 second video I would have spent an hour two hours doing something messing around with it beforehand or you know yeah and and it's helped me with with a lot of things but it's had a bit of a detrimental effect at times sometimes people do expect you to be uh, like a, a comedian all the time and i always yeah. say you know people have met me and gone oh i thought you'd be a lot funnier in person i said well <laughs> like um <laughs> if i was constantly on that performance level it very much is a performance you know me as me is very different to the one you see as like the comedy actor or the comedy performer it just is that's that's the way it is and yeah, yeah. It's, it can be a bit strange kind of ex- people expecting you to be like that but you yeah know. you i mean you wouldn't expect a, a painter to always be painting or a pianist nah, to always be nah, playing the it. piano and and i love what you were saying about the process of creating the video because as much as you're putting it out there and you're bringing joy to a lot of people you know the process is for you mm. and mm. you just really enjoy doing that and then you know some people kind of said you know why don't you try and do it as a full career and then it's like well hold on when I did try doing that and I had meetings about my own show or meeting with agents and stuff like that the closer you get to anything the more the more hurt you're going to get the kind of thing so like now it's kind of like great just being a little bit of a side project for me that mm-hmm. that if it does lead me to get the odd job you know i've been fortunate to go and film stuff with sport bible in belgium like two years ago i've managed to get the odd music video out of it and stuff like that and you know i'm still trying to get hired as people's best mans to write their speeches but that's still not that's been a bit of a hole. Is, that, is that what you're hoping for um, is it yeah <laughs> i reckon i can make a lot of money writing best man speeches listen but, up people anyone getting married after lockdown yeah it, it means i right. get to organize the stag do as well which and then I, what i do is i lead it all back to the albion so then you know we're there all you quizzing. go um, <laughs> you've thought this through i like it <laughs> so yeah it's been it's been really nice just kind of doing it when i want to do it rather than someone going you need to do this you need to do that you need to do this Mm. so it's like you know i think we're just always expected to monetize on everything that we do and it's just we just don't need to and it just can suck the joy out of just the 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 playfulness of it and the authenticity of the of it and and we don't want that don't want that that. i think i think you know someone said about um demanding a certain type of video and i was like well a couple of things you know pubs are closed so i can't actually film anything about pubs and second of all like it's free so you know like don't you know you can't kind of demand too much of someone if they're just doing it for their own will and that's the other thing as well when i did try monetizing and going through youtube and all that sort of stuff i was like i'm not going to enjoy this Mm -hmm. like you know it's not the pressure i need if i'm still doing football and work and all that sort of stuff so yeah that was 60 hours a week those two combined so i don't know how you'd fit it in anyway i I 
Sorry, I'm no. going to change the subject. Well, not Ooh. change the subject, oh, but like I just wanted to mention before you, you said in our uh, check-in that we had before about how you sort of, well, you spent time with your friends and you didn't really ask um, how they're doing, but you said, oh, let's go for a walk, sort of like invertly trying to sort of suggest looking like you're looking after them but not really without saying it and I just wanted to ask you more about that because I just think it's a really great way to look at it mm. instead of just yeah outright saying yeah, it. Yeah I think especially you know for, for, for being a, um, a male talking about it is it's, it's never been in our makeup to kind of pop around for a coffee and have a chat and we'll talk about it and hopefully it gets to that point, but it's just not part of our, our makeup at the minute. And even when you do do it over a pint or something like that, it's as guys, you kind of, you might talk about it for half an hour and then suddenly another mate will turn up. And next thing you know, you've had a few more drinks and it's completely forgotten about. So it was kind of just um, using that kind of thing as a, as a physical activity of like either running or walking where you're kind of, you're doing something together anyway and then just kind of casually talking about things and you know if, if some stuff sticks with you or with the other person then brilliant if not they've and you have had a good hour and a half of just talking mm -hmm. you know and especially in this time like i i bumped into someone the other day that i because i didn't go out for a couple of days or whatever and i was just didn't know actually physically how to talk because <laughs> <laughs> you just get um you get yeah. so used to just texting or whatever yeah. but um yeah there's definitely something i've i've found the benefit of, and i know other friends that i've done it with have benefited from you know either running or walking but then just kind of talking about things and then um i think that came in the first lockdown without even really thinking about it you know long big long walks and then you've kind of by the end of it you realize oh if I know if I'd have just messaged how are you or how's whatever, you might just get like quite a normal response of yeah, it's cool, everything's fine or whatever, you know. Whereas if you're actually in person walking or not focused on that subject but bring it up casually, like you'll you'll find you'll probably talk about it a lot more than what you would over a over a pint or over a text and stuff like that. And I think that's so important because mm -hmm. you know we're always talking about therapy doesn't mean sitting in a room with a complete stranger who's a clinician it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be that way you know it can come in so many different forms like you described you're running and the cold water is you know it's a therapy for you you know and that finding our own is really important and experimenting with different ways of that being easier mm. and more accessible is is vital for all of us mm. i think as well like save the professional therapy to the professionals you know I'd, I'd never want to kind of be in a situation of dictating to someone this is how you should be feeling or whatever mm. but i think you know it's a big thing for people to go to therapy you know, i've yeah. got friends and people that have done it and i'd you know hats off just to even picking up the phone to do it so at least there should be a, a middle thing before that whereas mm. us as you, you like to think your friends or your mates or whatever can do this sort of stuff for nothing and mm. you know might that little conversation or that might walk or whatever might even if it doesn't help that situation it might then put them on to a more professional help or something mm. like that you just yeah. never know so it's kind of this is why i kind of get the angst of when people just maybe put phone numbers up of like phone to call and phone to help it's like well let's let's um be on the f yeah. that, that's a big thing you know like mm. not everyone's just going to be like oh you know i'm not feeling myself or not doing good today. I'm just going to phone up so and so. You know, that's, you know, that is kind of 
where we're at at the minute. And I th- I'd like to be on the other side of that where we're attacking it rather than waiting back. Kind of thing. Yeah. Sorry, I've yeah. football analogies again. You know, <laughs> what position do you play, by the way? Oh, I've been everywhere apart from in goal. I basically, I was always this, I was like an old fart, like man at the age of like 18 and was just put anywhere and then it's kind of helped me as well but now I'm I now I'm at the back letting all the younger lot run around and I know I'm <laughs> only 28 but I've been playing a long long time and feel like sometimes I'm 40 just you know letting the younger kind of lads run around and stuff like that so, just like yeah. looking on looking on proudly <laughs> yeah sometimes or like the or ashamedly moany old man that someone's <laughs> walking all over your front lawn you know but it's, uh, it's uh yeah so i'm at the back yeah which is kind of nice you know it's nice i just wanted to say as well you um what you're talking about is with your friends is actually what you're offering is just quality time and uh, like listening and mm. i think we need to all realize that we can offer that i think we get a bit scared when our friends aren't in a good place and we feel like we can't give them the right advice when actually what they really need is just someone to listen to them if they if they want to talk and maybe yeah just to see somebody and I think that's actually the simplicity in that is a lot easier to understand than trying to make it more complex yeah you know no one's expecting you to go around with like a clipboard and you know glasses and start kind of put a dictaphone on and go like right let's talk about it um <laughs> please make that so one I, of your characters <laughs> really bad therapist yeah. i want to see that one yes and he, the, he they'll wear a, one of those t-shirts that's got a tie already printed on um the uh so yeah there's definitely like something in 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 that i think as you said it's just kind of i think you can't be out, you can't do it for everyone you know you, you should you have like a certain group of real friends that that you should be able to recognize triggers if you don't you know why are they doing this what what's happened to lead them onto it you know why if, why on suddenly at the end of this week have they just decided to really want to go out and drink and party and forget everything it's like well let's you know they might have had a terrible week at work or whatever and it's but it's kind of as you said it's as you say Leo it's just sometimes people just want someone to to talk to or talk at you know and if it means them suddenly just shouting and talking about their boss at work or whatever and then suddenly they're like right done with that but they could have felt worse of bottling it up and carrying that onto their next week at work and and stuff like that i just kind of i get kind of a bit worried and concerned there's a lot of people out there that kind of uh, act like a professional or give this advice all the time you know without um, thinking about themselves but like without just the backup and science behind. that's why I'd never sit and kind of put myself on a pedestal and be like this preacher because it's like I don't know I'm just talking about what works for me and you know I'm I am literally a, a very average bloke so hopefully I fall into the masses a little bit in that way we were going to put that as your title I that should have been <laughs> welcome very, everyone average bloke very <laughs> average <laughs> bloke <laughs> A very average bloke who can do funny voices. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> we yeah. asked you to pick a song to yes. end with. Tell us about the song that you're going to introduce in a minute. Well, it's that's been the hardest part of this whole process. <laughs> I, I oh, generally had a walk sorry. and run the other day where I was like, what can I play out? Should I do this one? <laughs> no, I better one? not do that. Better, or should I pick a local band that like, needs a bit of... No, no, no. Um, and then I started <laughs> thinking of other songs that were quite kind of heavy and just was like about me personally. And I was like, 
not me personally. No, no one's written me a song. Not, <laughs> not, not yet, yet, anyway. <laughs> not yet. Um, and then I just kind of found a song that has got me through this lockdown period. And that, and then every time I hear this song, it thinks about the positive sides of this whole year. Mm. So like uh, walking home at four or five in the morning with one of my best friends, uh, listening to it when the sun was out or, you know, rock, cycling along. And it's Reasons to be Cheerful by Ian During the Blockets. Yes, it is. And I guarantee you won't move. You will move if you hear it. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an no absolute worries. joy. We love what you do. Thank you. No worries. We can't play this song for you right now because of copyright, but please do check it out. Thank you for listening. At Eggtooth, we believe we all deserve to be radically well. So tune in next time to hear more about how our community is cracking on. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe. And whichever platform you're listening on, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do leave us a rating and a review. And again, thank you so much for listening.